Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living a Course in Miracles. This is season four, and it's called The Journey. Episode 12, Fear. Welcome back. Welcome to The Journey. The Journey series is a continuation of the book's teachings with more added life journeys and experiences to share. So, what is fear? When I googled the word fear, I found various definitions, all basically the same. PaulEckmanGroup.com stated that the universal trigger for fear is the threat of harm, real or imagined. It goes on to say, while there are certain things that trigger fear in most of us, we can learn to become afraid of nearly anything. I think the key word to focus on here is the learning to be afraid. We can make ourselves afraid of anything. We were not born afraid. Fear is a condition or feeling we learned. Fear is a state of mind. Fear lives in our minds, not our bodies. Our bodies interpret the fear our minds let in, but they are not the source. Fear stems from a sense of lack. If you feel you lack something, fear has an open invitation to come in. The body is a learning device for our minds. It's not in control. Only the mind can create, and correction belongs at the mind level. The book says that, and I quote, the body will fall into place as the facilitator of learning once the mind accepts the undoing, end quote. The mind is in control. Your mind is in control. Fear is self-controlled. When you feel fear, you have simply moved it from the mind into the body. The body is the respondent, not the source. I recently recalled something that connects to learning fear. When I was a new parent, I remember when my son would fall over or trip on something. My first reaction was to show fear, assuming he may have hurt himself. I was told by his grandparents, don't make a fuss and don't react. He'll be fine. They said that my negative fear reaction showed my son that what happened to him, he should fear. Think about that. My reaction would teach him fear and he would cry. If I acted like everything was okay, he just got up, kept going. What I did or did not do impacted how he reacted to the situation. I used to be terrified of thunderstorms. In return, I made one of my dogs terrified of thunderstorms. Then when my son grew up, he became terrified of thunderstorms as well. I decided it was not helping him or I if I remained afraid of thunderstorms. I let that fear go. And now we both enjoy watching the thunderstorms and sharing the wonder that they bring. The mind is an immensely powerful source. It never loses its creative force. It never sleeps. And in every moment, it is creating. Both fear and miracles come from thoughts. The conflict here is really between fear and love. If you feel fear, then love is not there. We are afraid because we do not understand who we really are. We did not create ourselves. When we are afraid, we attack. We attack in defense of our fear. We feel compelled to defend and uphold the fear. Attacking only confirms that you are indeed fearful. The Course says, and I quote, It is hard to believe that a defense that cannot attack is the best defense, end quote. 
Therefore, war never really has a winner. Its foundation is fear, and its solution is attack. Both do not end with oneness and love. If that is not the objective, then it is just egos battling against each other. So why have we given fear so much power? The Course says it's because of our need to seek outside ourselves, our need to to fulfill what we think we lack. Peace, good health, happiness, joy, and love are all found within. In truth, they are never found externally or outside of us. We do not lack anything. Let me explain. Our mind's thoughts are what we act on. What our minds think up, we do or say. When we do not feel well, unloved, not appreciated, restless, sad, lonely, angry, and alone, these are all made up in our minds. These are lacks we think we have. We think it is a measurement of what is external or outside of us, but in fact, it is our own measurement of ourselves. I tell my friends and students all the time that when they are being mistreated or attacked by another, to know that it is never about them. It is the other person putting up their defenses to protect fear. Their fear, not yours. You will protect your own. We can only feed our own fears. No one else can. Others can do and say things that'll add to it, but the source is always you. The choice is always yours. Let it in or ignore it and let it go. You choose. I've mentioned how good I've gotten at removing fear. I can tell you, (laughs) I've not been able to keep it from sneaking in, but I am now a master of kicking it out. I ask the Holy Spirit for guidance and help when it starts to sneak in. I see it for what it is immediately mostly because my body reacts very quickly to it. I've removed myself from a frozen from fear body state to completely relaxed in minutes, sometimes seconds. That is how much control my mind has over my body's response to fear. My body is only responding to what I think is fearful. The Course says that, and I quote, needs arise only when you deprive yourself. You act according to the particular order of needs you establish. This, in turn, depends on your perception of what you are, end quote. The book is trying to say that you are the only one who can deprive yourself of anything, that you decide what it is that you need and the importance of that need. This all leads to the most important question and lesson of all. What? do you think you are? The answer to that first, to the answer to that question is the first step to undo, undoing fear. This question is a human mystery as well. Many are clear that they are a person that, sorry, many are clear that they are the person they see in the mirror, mind and body that that person was born, lives a life they determine or others might determine for them, then they die. Is there life after death? They're not sure and definitely never consider that there might be until their final days. They live their lives as if the cards 
as if cards had been dealt that way, with no thought of a bigger picture or spiritual connections. They may or may not believe in a higher power. Some want to believe that God is forgiving and loving, that a God will reward them for their good behavior and kindness in this world. Some go to a place of worship and ask for forgiveness of sins. Some follow the doctrine of their religion as best they can and observe traditions and celebrations as laid out before them. And some live as if their lives are just coincidence mixed with family DNA. The Course wants us to consider that we are so much more than that, that we are spirits living in bodies for a purpose. That purpose is to live together as one spiritual wholeness where peace and love reside eternally. The challenge is finding it and finding it in you. The Course clearly states that it is the only place you need to look and it'll never be found outside of you. Now, what can we do to rid ourselves of fear? We can start by accepting that it is not outside of you. It lives inside our minds and nowhere else. Fear is a choice. And when we accept it, then we can control it. The fear controls our words, thoughts, and actions. When we are afraid, we attack others to defend the fear. You might wonder how we do that. For example, when people hear things and believe them to be true, then come across others who do not believe the same thing, then there is an immediate desire to attack and protect that belief, to protect the fear. An illness, for instance. One person believes an illness to be deadly and a threat to their body or others. The other person believes that that illness is not as big a threat to their body or others. It really does not matter who is right or wrong here. What matters is the person who feels the fear will attack the one who does not. The one who does not feel the fear has no reason to attack. When we are judgmental towards others, we fear them in some way. Fear that we lack something they do not, and we transfer it to that other person. But it is really ours, not theirs. So how do we stop fear? We stop it in our minds. We tell ourselves it's not real and we are in control. We ask for assistance from the Holy Spirit. We ask for help to remove the fear and return the love. This point is crucial to remember. If you feel fear, then you do not feel love. You remove love from your mind when you let fear in. They do not live in your mind together. It is one or the other you choose. So let us start today. Start by listing what you fear. What are you most afraid of? I can guarantee whatever you put on that list, it is attached to bodies or things. Fear of losing someone or something, fear of leaving, fear of letting go, fear of forgetting, fear of attachment, fear of being hurt, fear of losing. There will not be one fear that is not attached to someone or something. All of it will be external. This is a journey inside your mind to clear it of all the things that you are fearful of, to remove any doubt that you are perfectly and wholly one without them. 
the burden you will lift will be life altering. This I know for sure. Love is the only thing you want in your mind. It is light and conflict free. It is inclusive, non judgmental, and open to everyone and everything in this moment. Thanks for listening. In two weeks' time, on February 21st, I will upload episode 13 called The Undoing. I'm going to refer to the atonement as the undoing. I think if we can see that we have done this to ourselves, then it might be easier to understand that we can undo it as well. When I hear the word atonement, my first thoughts go to the Game of Thrones series and the religious cult that made people walk naked through the streets to atone for their sins. I think the word is attached to religion, but what it stands for is especially important for our understanding of what is needed to change the way we think. The Course references the undoing of this world's perception as a key to finding peace, happiness, love, and joy. In the first chapter of the book called The Meaning of Miracles, it says this, and I quote, Spirit is in a state of grace forever. Your reality is only spirit. Therefore, you are in a state of grace forever. End quote. I personally love the idea and goal of being in a state of grace forever. Together, we'll explore how to achieve this. Before closing today, I would like to say hello to my friends from Brampton, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for listening. Please continue to review and rate the podcast. I can be contacted by email at trifectanow3 at gmail.com if you'd like to ask a question or share a comment. You can find that email listed on this episode. Thanks for sharing the love. Remember, this is our journey. Let us together find our way. Live in this moment. It's the only one that truly matters. Love always, Denise.